Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Dallas Mavericks. They gift wrap us two things. An incredible third quarter that the Mavericks owned and they beat the Lakers. We'll talk about how that worked. And we'll talk about Dirk Nowitzki's statue unveiling and what it all means on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride on a Christmas night. Let it ride wherever you are right now. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show, comment anything below. Let me know what's one reason the Mavs beat the Lakers on Christmas Day. You could just say third quarter. <laughs> you could just say threes. You could just say Lakers suck. That's fine. Let us know in the comment section below. Isaac Harris out today. Sick. You guys heard his voice yesterday if you listen to the podcast. Appreciate everybody that continues to listen throughout the weekend when we do post-game shows. We continue to do five days a week throughout the year, and we will do every post-game as well. So appreciate the Raccoon Squad that joins us and listens to every single episode. You guys are the best. I just got back from vacation slash family visiting, and I had a crazy moment happen to me. One of you guys, a Raccoon Squad member... Rugvin ran into me and recognized me at Disney World. <laughs> that was an incredible moment uh, for the Raccoon Squad. The first time I've been recognized at like a non-Mavs thing. I th- like non-Mavs, non-Dallas thing, I think. <laughs> that was amazing. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to the Raccoon Squad. Shout out to all the people I met today. Bates, shout out to uh, everybody else that I met today. Incredible stuff. Let's get into today's episode because you guys already know. You know what it is. Let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks win. They went 124 to 115 against the Lakers. Crowd about 15, 20% Lakers gear. Probably a little bit more fans than, than like Lakers fans than Lakers gear, to be honest. There's a lot of Lakers gear, though. A lot of Lakers gear everywhere. Seemed like it was a lot, but I, I would say probably like 15, 20%. This was a big game, I think, because it's Christmas Day. You're playing against LeBron. It's a big game for these players. These players really think that these games are big. Tim Hardaway Jr., after the game, said, you know, in that first half, the Mavs only scored 43 points. And he said, guys had to get their jitters out. Like, guys were nervous. Guys were, it was like, it's it's a big game. This is a big stage. This is national TV. A lot of people say that, you know, the NBA season kind of starts on Christmas Day because a lot of people are still watching football and NFL. And now at this point, a bunch of teams are out of it, you know, and a couple teams, who day, and the, uh, the Cowboys, you know, are all still in it and all that. But teams are starting to fall out of it. People lose interest. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Christmas Day, let's go, NBA. I'm, I'm diving into NBA. So this is kind of where the NBA season starts for a lot of people. Christmas Day games still matter. And even though this Lakers team is terrible, it's still against LeBron. It's still against the Lakers. And didn't look good in the first half. Mavericks come out, they just look terrible. Look sluggish. Like, we're getting some open, sh- they're getting open shots. They always get open shots. They're getting open shots, not hitting, not knocking them down. First half, this Dallas Mavericks team, 5 of 22 from 3. Stop me if you heard this before. They did not look good, and they weren't hitting their threes. 
Luca didn't really look like he was super engaged either. Took six shots in the first half. Scored 10 points. You're like, okay, that's fine. The way he walked into the stadium, you would think that he was about ready to drop 50. He walked into the, he walked into the stadium in this like incredible, like little baby blue Camaro that just everyone was drool. All the media people were drooling over it after the game. Everyone was talking about it. And then he got out of the car and he's wearing these like black cowboy boots and jeans and a black like you know button up tight cowboy shirt and he puts on the hat and he's walking through and you're like oh dang Luca's in like Luca's locked in today and it didn't seem like that from his play in the first half seemed like he was really trying to defer early on this Lakers team is so bad like so bad with the players they have around LeBron right now Luca made the right choice I think to defer to let me see if I can get Wood going let me see if I can get Tim Hardaway going let me see if I can get no, Bullock going or, or one of these other guys because they got some mismatch we can take advantage of. And so they tried to do that. They tried to take, you know, the shots were pretty equal. Christian Wood had eight shots in the first half. Luca only took six. Tim had five. Bullock had four. Dinwiddie had five. Like, Davis Bertans had five shots in the first half. He tried to distribute it a lot. And then it just didn't seem like anything was going. The offense was terrible. This team just doesn't seem like they have, like if they're not hitting open threes and they're not hitting these open threes they create, it doesn't seem like they have a plan because Luca creates these threes. They do, they run a couple plays. Don't get, don't get it twisted. They do run plays, but it just doesn't seem like they have a plan sometimes. But then when the threes hit, it's like the third quarter. Luca creates these threes. Dinwiddie creates these threes. Their ball movement can create these threes. And the ball movement is not plays. That's just like pass it like hot potato to the guy that is closest to you. And then hopefully you find somebody that's open. And when they hit those shots, they score 51 points in a quarter. 51 points. That's crazy. Ties a franchise record. I think 1986 was the last time they did that. Definitely their record this season. Um, in Denver, against Denver back in November, they scored 44 points in a quarter. That was the That was the most this year. 51 points in a quarter. This team literally went from down 14 with like a minute and a half left in the second quarter. So down 14, it's 37-51. To, let's just go like 11 minutes later. In the third quarter, two minutes, 20 seconds left. They're up 84 to 65. (laughs) They're up 19 points. They go from down 14 at the end of the second quarter to up 19 at the end of the, the third quarter. The game was over. The Lakers just don't have it. Besides LeBron, who was excellent today, besides LeBron, they, the Lakers just don't have any any kind of firepower. They don't have the shooting to take to take out a lead like that. They don't have the defense either, which that's that's all the things. The offense and the defense, they don't have it. And so it was awesome. An incredible third quarter. Guys really stepped up uh, and started hitting shots. And when this team hits shots, everything changes. Everything changes. You guys know I love the, the show Avatar, the actual good Avatar. Everything changed with the Fire Nation attack. Well, everything changed when the Mavs hit their three. <laughs> and it wasn't. It doesn't even mean like, okay, Luca was zero for zero from three in the world. Luca played better defense in the third quarter because other guys' threes were going down. It's this correlation that's gone back even even into last year. Jason Kidd talked about it a lot. When this team doesn't hit threes, they hang their head on the other end, and you go down to the other end of the court and try to play defense. This team has to play five. Teammates all locked in together defense. They don't have the individual defenders like a Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday. Like those guys can, it seems like they can get away with <laughs> like, all right, you can just take one-on-one. Oh, if you mess up, I can just take the guy one-on-one then and come over and help. Like 
They have so many different versions they can go to. With the Mavs, they have to be locked in, especially missing all the guys they were missing tonight. All the guys, like they were missing so many guys on this team. Uh, Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Kemba Walker, Frank Nilakina, all out. Josh, Dorian, Maxi, and Frank are like four of your five good defenders. Like the only ones on the team. Lakers are missing Anthony Davis. We should mention that as well. But for the Mavericks, you're missing those guys. And now you have to be locked in even more on defense. And when they started hitting the threes in the third quarter, they went nine of 13. And it wasn't even the nine threes. It was just, they hit six threes early in the quarter. They hit six threes early in the quarter. All of a sudden, they scored 16 points in the paint and only allowed four points in the paint in the third quarter. Like, that shouldn't correlate. The amount of threes that you hit early in a quarter shouldn't correlate to the points in the paint like that you allow and score. But it does for this team. It's it's so fascinating to watch this team be so live or die by the three. It's the way this team is. But when they hit their threes, like they did in this third quarter, they can beat anybody. That, that, that team that came out and hit threes like that, they can beat anybody in this league. And that's what makes them so dangerous. That's why they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. You know, there's obvious other reasons, but the way that they can hit threes, the way they can get hot, you add Christian Wood into the mix there, he can get even more hot. Like He can he can get hotter from three than Brunson could. That's just a different element of the game that you add now. A stretch five that can actually get hot. You know, Maxi could get hot a little bit, but Christian Wood's a better shooter than him. And so now this team is even more reliant on the, on the three ball than they even were last year. And so you get these swings. So coming up, let's talk about Christian Wood. Let's talk about Luka Doncic. They had great nights. Both of them, 30 points on Christmas. We'll talk about their game. Tim Hardaway Jr. stepped up as well. He took 19 shots in this game. Wild. We'll talk about those guys, and then we'll get into Dirk's statue coming up a little bit later. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. Oh, this is like sports almost like heaven right now you're you got nba on christmas day nfl's playing you got like you know you have college football is coming through soon you got all kinds of stuff that you can check out uh let's check out some of these games they got a bunch of bowl games coming up who do we have okay so where are the i can't find oh here we go um michigan tcu that's the the playoff game right michigan is a seven and a half point favorite then you have Georgia against Ohio State. Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. So Michigan, Georgia seem to be the favorite from Bet Online. But if you're feeling good about your TCU Horn Frogs, Luca talked about Horn Frogs at the end of his at the end of his media availability today. We'll have to mention that. But if you're feeling good about the Horn Frogs, go ahead and check it out on Bet Online. You can get them at plus seven and a half right now. Go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen each and every day in every post game. Go make your second listen, Locked On Sports, today. We're doing the greatest moments of 2022, incredible stuff from across the network. Good stuff all around Locked On Sports today. All right. Luka Doncic, again, incredible. <laughs> Plays just under 40 minutes, 32 points, nine assists, nine boards. He was double teamed, literally. I'm going to go Chris Traeger on that one. Literally every play. I mean, honestly, every and this they, they should have like this is the game where you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to double LeBron. You're supposed to double Luca and see who else can beat you. This is the game of whose supporting cast can suck less, <laughs> basically. And Luca's definitely sucks less in this game. But Luca got doubled so much. The fact that he still scored 32 points is kind of amazing, considering he had two guys on him the entire game. Just every time he every time he dribbled, every time he got. 
inside the three-point line. Anytime he came off of a pick and roll, like anytime he came off of any kind of screen, really, anytime he came off a double drag, like multiple defenders coming out. There's times Luca would be on like the left wing. He'd have a defender on him. He'd have the other closest defender, a guy that's like on the three-point line, him slide, he slide over, and then the guy in the paint step up. Instead of staying back in the paint to like wait to step up, he stepped up already. There's like three players within two or three feet of Luca. <laughs> You're just like all this to st- all this, you know, <laughs> all this to stop Luca. He scores 32, and that's the Thanos. All this for a drop of blood. That's what it feels like. Because Luca still got his, and had I thought I thought a really good game. 12 of 16 from the free throw line. He took advantage of all those double teams. That's what he was able to do. Nine assists. And he took advantage of the double teams, getting to the free throw line 16 times. Not disciplined defenders of the Lakers. And so you can get them in foul trouble. You can get them to foul. There's a lot of guys that'll just foul. Westbrook had three. Reeves had three. Schroeder had three. Patrick Beverly. That, that, no one ever tell me the Mavs should sign Patrick Beverly because that guy is, he seems like he's really annoying to play with. <laughs> he's def, He's probably one of those you love when he's on your team, you hate when he's against him. But I don't know. He may have swung the other way now where it's like, I, I don't know if you I think you'd rather play against him at this point because he was yapping at Luca and they were going at it and Luca was laughing it off and he was talking to him, said it was enjoyable to talk to Patrick Beverly. They've, they go back all the way to the playoff series that they played between the Mavs and the Clippers. So like it's been, it's been going back. But man, anytime Luca posted him up, Patrick Beverly would get low, like real low. This is what he does. You've seen pictures of him against like, Durant or Paul George where he gets so low he's like almost at their belly button like his head is like at their stomach because he gets so low in his defensive stance he got so low and Luca does this little thing where he pushes his shoulder a little bit try to post and I thought he was gonna knock Luca over a couple times I'm like <laughs> I turned over to the guy next to me I was like please just don't hurt Luca just don't hurt Luca Patrick Beverly whatever you do Russell Westbrook can attest he was on the bench but Luca took advantage of the double teams. He found the right guy. And then that takes us to Christian Wood because Christian Wood was the the release valve. Dwight Powell has been that. Maxi Kleba has been that for the Mavericks. And uh, Dwight Powell fouled out in just 14 minutes. But Christian Wood was the guy that was the release valve. And he was able to split double teams for Luca. He was able to get the ball and kick it to the right guy. He had seven assists. That's got to be his his high for the Mavericks. That may even be close to a career high for him. Uh, in his career, but he had seven assists. Great passing game from from Christian Wood. He is since he's been on the Mavericks, uh, he had seven last year with the Rockets, maybe once, maybe twice. But since he's come on the yes, yeah, just one time. So this is only a second time in his career he tied his career high for assists in a game. But he he makes the right pass. Sometimes he makes too like too many passes. He had a couple of turnovers today. One of them was to Dwight Powell that was like a good idea, sort of a high low, but like a mid high low pass. But Dwight definitely wasn't ready for it. Christian Wood could have just gone up with it, maybe gotten fouled. Definitely could have made a shot there. And but he makes the right he makes the right pass, and that's what you want from a guy like that. You you think of Christian Wood the way that he's talked about as like this chucker, this guy is just going to take a ton of shots, and he took 17 shots today, but he has to with the way that this team is playing right now, and he's open. But he also made the right passes, and he he passed seven. He passed out a lot. He got seven assists. A really great game from Christian Wood. Like like really great. Uh, he's gonna have a couple mistakes here and there. The couple turnovers I mentioned, a couple of fouls. Uh, They're calling a lot of weird offensive fouls. Austin Reeves from the Lakers like drew four or five 
offensive fouls from the Mavs. It was just a really weird day where he was able to bait them, got like an got an elite whistle. But uh, Christian Wood, besides a couple of those, a few mistakes, he limited the mistakes in this game. 30 points, eight boards, two offensive rebounds in one play that was really big uh, late in the fourth quarter where the Mavericks were really putting the Lakers away. Lakers were playing this five-guard lineup that just made Lakers fans inf- like infuriated. They were so angry about this five-guard lineup. Darvin Ham was just trying anything. He's like, hey, nothing that I'm doing is working. Our bigs are so bad. Thomas Bryant wasn't that good. Wenyan uh, Gabriel wasn't doing anything. Damian Jones played a couple minutes in, in garbage time, but you're like, all right, we, we have nothing, so what should we try? Let's just try five guards because that's our whole roster is guards, basically, with, with Davis out and LeBron has to rest some. And so he threw it out there, and Christian Wood feasted on it, which is what you want to see. Second, third, I think it's a second 30-point game, and uh, he, he was great. Hit a couple of threes, went to the free throw line a couple of times, scored in the paint, did what you want to see Christian Wood do. Him and Luke, are, their connection is getting better. I'm not sure about the long-term viability of that duo, but I do know that it can help you win games, which is what they need to do right now. Help them win some games, get back on track, focus on the offense between between Wood and Luka. That's going to win you a lot of games. That duo was really, really good. Mavs go on that third quarter run a lot in, in part because of that duo right there. Uh, they played almost, Luka sat out 15 seconds of that, that third quarter because uh, like an offense-defense thing at the end of the third, but they played basically the entire third quarter of those two. Luca was a plus 32. Christian Wood is a plus 30 in that quarter. Plus 30 in a quarter. That's a, that's a dominating quarter that those two just put on. We talked about Patrick Beverly. Oh, Luca after the game was talking about what, um, you know, what Christian Wood means to the team and how he's been, you know, he's been playing a lot better, getting acclimated and all that. And then someone asked him about his car. We mentioned the Camaro at the top of the show. And someone mentioned the car. And then he said, I'll bring in my horny toad next. And I was like, what? And everyone just was really confused. A couple of people in the media room said, TC, like, are you talking about TCU, like the horn frogs? That's their mascot? And he goes, no, I got a horny toad. He went and apparently did Dude Perfect. So he goes and does a video with Dude Perfect on YouTube. They're in Texas. They live in Frisco. Their headquarters in Frisco. They're building this whole new, like, like dude perfect theme park kind of deal in Frisco. And apparently he, he he made a trick shot and they gave him a horny toad frog. And he has it now. Apparently he owns it. Super random, but it was random in the moment too. I just wanted to, to tell you guys that. I didn't see anybody report on that, but it was hilarious. He, uh, everyone was so confused. And Luca saying horny toad several times in a row was just funny. And I'm sure someone by now has tweeted it. Who else stood out in this game? Uh, we got Tim Hardaway Jr., 26 points, six boards. He's he's just been playing a little bit better. He's been playing more aggressive. Uh, I'm laughing every time Tim Hardaway Jr. drives and scores because I know on the broadcast, Harp is saying, I, I like Timmy in attack mode. Tim At this juncture as a player, I like Timmy in attack mode. He always says that anytime he drives. But he's gotten a little bit more aggressive. He's not just three-point shots, and that's it. Now, 14 of his 19 shots were three-point shots, but at least he's adding a little bit here and there, a couple of mid-range shots, things like that. And he wasn't bad in transition, finally. Finally, the Mavs scored a couple, only a couple points in transition, uh, four points in transition, but I think Tim was part of both of those. Uh, we got some McKinley Wright extended minutes. 
I thought he played pretty well. He's a minus 12, so you're going to look at that and be like, oh, he was bad. But I thought he contributed a little bit. Um, he scored two buckets on a, on floaters. It's nice to see another guard that can navigate a, a pick and roll. They can actually dribble off that and make something happen. He got two floaters. One of them was an and one. He had a couple of he had an assist as well. He had a really good offensive rebound. Played some decent defense on the uh, Lakers guards, but we got to see an extended run from McKinley Wright. Jaden Hardy didn't play as much in this game as I thought he would with all the injuries because Jaden Hardy is just coming off of a back injury. He took a really hard fall on somebody's knee in the G League showcase recently, and he was questionable going into this game. Ended up being available, but I think mostly because the Mavericks didn't have enough guys to play. He only played in garbage time the last like minute and a half. Got one drive that he didn't get, but uh, I think that's why McKinley Wright played over him. But look, Jason Kidd is also just attached to his rotation. We'll probably talk about that in the next couple of days because I don't think he's going to change that. But uh, coming up, let's get into Dirk's statue because I thought that it was awesome. I thought that it was cool, and I want to talk about just the whole experience of seeing it, the ceremony, uh, and all that kind of stuff for those that may not be able to see it. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, imagine this. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end. People start to head out. Maybe it's a holiday party, something else. You think about calling for a ride. You're like, all right, can I drive? Am I good? And you start maybe like walking in a straight line or trying to see if you can read something on a wall. And you're like, no, I, I, I can do it. What are the odds you get pulled over anyways? Even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, or you hurt somebody, or you kill somebody. Everybody knows the risks about driving drunk. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the road. That's one of their jobs. So if you think you're okay to drive after a couple of drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Isaac. Dirk's statue unveiling. We knew that this was going to happen when Dirk got his jersey retired. Mark Cuban came up and said, hey, we're putting a statue out there. And that was kind of the first time we actually heard definite proof that there was going to be a statue. And now there is one. It's real. It's out there in front of the AAC. You can go see it right now. I posted it on the uh, um, on our YouTube channel. Go to the community tab or go to our shorts and you can see video of it. I got close up to it and showed you the different angles it's uh, It didn't have the beads. Everyone rejoice. Mark Cuban took the opinions of the, the masses and, and decided not to have, you know, it's Dirk, it's Dirk doing the, 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 the one-legged fade, right? So Dirk's doing the one-legged fade, and then he has a basketball in his hands that he's about to shoot. And then the original had two other basketballs connected with, like, a pole or, like, a you know, a, a little connector rod in between them and it just didn't look right <laughs> for several reasons and so a lot of maps fans are, were nervous about that you were probably nervous about that thinking about that statue and what it would look like are, are we going to be a laughing stock because of the statue but i saw good rave reviews from everybody all national media people that i saw commented on dirk statue said it's one of the best in sports it's not like the ronaldo statue thank the lord <laughs> It's, you know, it didn't have the beads. It was, it's Dirk doing his thing, doing his shot. Holger and Dirk actually got to go and meet the um, sculptor and they talked the sculptor through all the mechanics. And I thought this was so cool. It's in the video. I think Mavs.com still has it on their website. So if you want to go see this, go check out Mavs.com and uh, watch the video of the, the ceremony. But they played this video where Dirk and Holger go to the sculptor's workshop thing 
and they talk about what the mechanics of a one-legged fade are. And the sculptor's talking about how he sees it, and he's asking all kinds of questions. And Holger's even seemed impressed. Like, he asked a ton of questions about what the shot looks like and what it means and where it comes from and the balance and all that kind of stuff. And the sculptor said, we're trying to eliminate gravity. That was such a cool quote, I thought, because when you're sculpting something, you're trying to make it look like it's in a motion or in some kind of moment. You're trying to capture a moment. And you're trying to capture a moment of Dirk's iconic shot that he brought to the NBA, that he popularized in the NBA, that now guys all over the place are doing it. They had clips in the video of like Durant and obviously Luca and LeBron and everybody. Like everybody has this shot now. And they're trying to re- eliminate gravity from it. So you're trying to see like his shorts moving. You're trying to see the jersey like not look stagnant. You're trying to see, you know, his like his legs where they're going to be positioned and not look like they're just straight or whatever. And I thought they did a really good job. The statue looks amazing. It's awesome. It was great to see. You had uh, Mark Cuban, Mark Followell, Jason Kidd, uh, and Dirk all up at the podium talking about Dirk's career. And now we've done, I mean, we've done four or five of these things. The Kind of the last one is his Hall of Fame ceremony that should probably happen next fall. That's probably the last big Dirk thing. Mark Cuban joked that maybe we'll do a, a Novitski Garden, <laughs> but he's his his jersey or he had his final game, his jersey retired, Novitski Way, the statue. We're gonna have the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, what else can they do, right? Like they have the the court, I guess, with Dirk's silhouette on it. How many more things can they do? Guess what? Shut it down. He deserves all of it, right? Like I'm. This is not complaining, but it's like we gotta take in some of these moments because we don't know how many more times we're going to get to celebrate Dirk as a community like this. It's amazing. You got to love it. You got to love the statue. It's going to be out there. Another thing that stuck with me about the the ceremony was Dirk talked about, and the the sculptor talked about, you want to build something that's going to be there for the next 500 years. And they're just throwing out this number, but then Dirk brought that number out. You know, my, my kids will see this. My, our grandkids will see this whenever we have them. Dirk's kids are young. Like that's, it's going to be a while. And he said, you know, something that's going to be here 500 years, even when I'm gone. That's wild. Like that, that's long lasting legacy that is going to take Dirk into, uh, you know, the next, next generations. Like they may rename the street. I don't know if uh, they may move the statue, but they'll still have a statue. It'll still be there. It's pretty awesome. You got to love it for Dirk. Uh, the statue looks great. If you walk into the, the victory plaza in the front of the AAC, it's right to the right. So you'll see it right there, and uh, you can take pictures with it. It's just going to be out there. I mean, it's just a, it's a statue now. It's it's out there. It's gonna. And then the coolest thing about the statue, the coolest thing, this phrase they decided to give. I think they said Dirk decided to put this phrase on the base of the statue. It's forty-one letters, which is like pretty awesome. No, twenty-one letters. Sorry. 21 letters representing his 21 years with the Mavs. The words are loyalty never fades away. That's hard. (laughs) That hits. Loyalty never fades away. It's Dirk fading away, doing his patented one-legged fade. Hey, I'll hit this fadeaway shot for 30,000 points for sixth in the NBA in scoring. But loyalty never fades. I may fade with the fadeaway shot, but loyalty never fades. Stayed with this franchise. Was loyal to the city, the fans, you know, the franchise, all that. Incredible. Loved that that was the quote. 
on there and uh, comment below. Comment below or tweet at me if you're going to get a loyalty never fades tattoo. I I know you listening probably thought about it. I saw a couple of people tweet about it and I was like, oh, that's going to be Dallas tattoo shops are going to be full of, hey, can you get, can I get loyalty never fades away on my arm right here with like a little Dirk silhouette? That's going to be, that's going to be a tattoo we see a lot. So if you get that tattoo also, Either send me a picture or show it to me at a game that you come to, and I uh, would love to see it. Love to see everybody there at games. Uh, that was it. Was awesome. It was awesome to see a statue. I'm gonna walk by it probably every game now. Instead of going around the, the back, I'm gonna go around the front and see it. Hope you do the same. Cherish these moments because we don't have many more that like, we community wise get to celebrate Dirk like this. There you go. We will be back tomorrow breaking down the Mavericks. We'll probably talk about more of their third quarter. Uh, situations more of their live by the three die by the three Christian Woods play we'll definitely talk about that tomorrow he's been great he's available he's eligible for an extension right now so we'll probably talk about that me and Isaac together tomorrow and then of course we got games this week Uh, Mavs versus Knicks Brunson may return he got hurt today on his Christmas Day game so he may play may not play but that's Tuesday Thursday Rockets game Saturday Spurs game we'll have post game episodes for all those guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs peace out boom